There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You know, I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social Index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies for all your KPIs across the top seven social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. You can now visualize these values for deeper analysis, and they have a look-back window over two years of historical comparisons. Social Index is updated daily. Don't get stuck with old data. Over 1,000 companies have used the Social Index to understand the ROI of their social campaigns. And if you work with a social agency, you should demand they incorporate earned media values into your reports. Get your earned media value for social content. Visit earnedmediavalues.com slash Allen. Again, that's earnedmediavalues.com slash A-L-A-N. For all of us, it's about predicting where the consumer is going and getting half of it right. One of the things we want to do is create ads that don't suck. Embracing change creates great possibility. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Today on the show, I've got Jeremy Tucker. He's the Chief Marketing Officer at Planet Fitness. Before joining Planet Fitness, he was the Vice President of Marketing Communications and Media at Nissan, North America, and before that was at the Walt Disney Company and PepsiCo before that. Jeremy, or JT as he likes to go by, he's only been at Planet Fitness since November of last year, and we're recording this mid-January, and so we talk about his quick learning curve, and uh, he hasn't quite completed his first 100 days, but we talk about the kind of the steps that he took through that period, as well as gearing up for their Super Bowl season, so to speak, of uh, New Year's resolutions and gym membership growths uh, that happens and pops right at the beginning of January with everyone getting on the health kick. So uh, we talk about that and much, much more. I hope you enjoy this conversation with JT. Well, JT, welcome to the show. Thank you, Alan. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, well, I, I'm excited to have you. This is, I'm surprised, frankly, that I got you during this <laughs> this time of year. It is definitely the gym enrollment period as we speak and New Year's resolutions and all that good stuff. So tell me and listeners a, a little bit about your background and how you ended up at Plant Fitness as the chief marketing officer. Sure. Well, um, the first thing to know about me is I bleed purple and yellow. I'm an LSU Tiger, so very excited about the championship game, but I um, started way back 
in Louisiana. And the thing to know about me is um, I'm a bit of a Jekyll and a Hyde. I guess to say that in a less intimidating way, uh, maybe I'd rebrand it as a bimodal marketer. But um, I am creative and analytic. I, I have a degree in fine art, and I balance that with a degree in business. And um, I love playing to both sides of the creativity and and really unlocking what a strategy needs to be to bring to life. So that's been the thing that's defined my uncanny career, but it's just been an amazing one. Um, starting on the agency side way back in the day with Omnicom and uh, Target Base in, in the Dallas area with Procter & Gamble as my key account, baby care. I knew nothing about babies. but uh, <laughs> I didn't even know what a blowout was, but man, did I learn. So that was a lot of fun. And <laughs> that's, a, that's an important <laughs> life skill right there. Yes, it was. Uh, being a father of three, I put it into practice. So um, it was a lot of fun and it really helped refine my curiosity, which I think is what's defined this journey that I'm, that I'm about to briefly take you on. But going from baby care to pet care for babies, so very, very emotionally involved category again, then saying, you know what, I want to go get my MBA and sit on the other side of the table and, and bring the um, account skills to life um, to lead the strategy and build a brand and really work on and build big world-class brands and um, was able to join PepsiCo out of business school. Phenomenal career uh, with amazing leaders there working on a variety of business in the Frito-Lay division. I was part of the Doritos team for Crash the Super Bowl, the original iteration, led innovation, retail marketing. It's just a phenomenal training program that the PepsiCo organization has for young marketers. And I always said, you know what, I'll never leave unless I get a call from Disney. And one day out of the blue, I actually did get a call. A call I couldn't refuse and joined the Walt Disney Company in the consumer products division, leading strategic marketing, meaning bringing to life all of the brands and how do we bring them to life and segment the portfolio and go after different consumers and leading consumer insights for the consumer products division. So 42 franchises, 155 categories, phenomenal experience in Hollywood. But yet again, I was like, you know, I want to take the next step and I am a brand guy and want to put the marketing into practice and another opportunity in one of the largest categories for a marketer opened up and that was in automotive joining Nissan. And a very different challenge for the business and the brand, but um, an incredible team of that wanted to support me and give me the opportunity to come in outside of the industry, which is really uncanny when you think about it, very rare. And to lead and be the head of marketing in the US and not just be there for a few months, which was the over-under on a guy like me coming in with no automotive experience, to instead being there nearly five years was just a phenomenal experience of growth and when working globally and working more importantly with franchisees and, and dealers, which set me up for the franchisee experience of here at Planet Fitness. But um, you know, at this point in stage of my career, it became really exciting for me to think about my personal passions and what's next and how do you work with a visionary leadership team? How do you, I was looking for opportunities to work on brands where brand was a core part of the culture and drove the business decisions. And also that had a legacy that wasn't stagnant, but was one that was always wanting to grow and refine and build. And marketing played a key role in driving the value in the business. And personally for me, I'd been on my own health and wellness journey coming from not being in good shape. Honestly, you looked at me physically, I looked okay, but really from all of the travel, from all the stress, from everything that I was dealing with in my career, it took me a long time to get to where I wanted to be. And I really started to see the impact and importance of that, not only for myself, but for my family and, and for culture at large. So this opportunity came for a high growth company in the health and wellness space, loves their customers, loves their brand, and wants to go from 
being a high growth company to the next level. And with that global role within it, it was just an offer I couldn't pass up. And I can tell you that I just passed my 60 day mark a few days ago. It feels like it's been longer in a good way because we've done so much in these 60 days. But being able to be here and have the impact that I've been able to have with the team that's been supporting me, as well as the leadership that's embraced me, has been nothing short of phenomenal. The brand is on fire, the category is necessary, and our franchisees are engaged, and, and we've already built strong relationships. And we've been able to move the needle in two months, and I can't wait to see what is going to happen as we keep this engine humming. That's awesome. That's awesome. So now, elephant in the room is that you joined in November, and <laughs> um, yes. what was... What was let's talk let's about talk that. Let's talk about timing. Let's talk about timing. So, oh, man. That like? Best laid plans, right? I think this is the lesson that any marketer is like, you got to be nimble, you got to be flexible, you got to hit the ground running. And boy, did I do that here at Planet Fitness, because... If you think about it, this is our Super Bowl. Fitness, think about the world of fitness. January is it, game on. So um, the challenge for me was, you know, in a best laid scenario world, I would want to spend my time for my first 100 days meeting the franchisees, spending time at the clubs, learning the business, building my team, understanding my agencies and their models and and evaluating the strategy and the creative. (laughs) (laughs) And I did. The great thing is I had a very accelerated course and, and men and women who were all in to help me and I like to think of myself as a quick study, but this was a, definitely a burn, but in a good way. I mean, you had to get in there and work it. So it required me to jump in at first and really see what was happening in the world, understand what the challenges are with the franchisees, understand what we're trying to do in January in terms of membership and joins, and understand how the competitive set had evolved rapidly this year and what we thought was going to happen in January. So imagine that. So that's November. We know that there's a date that doesn't change, and that's January 31st. January 1st. You know, New Year's hits every year. And so um, the first thing I did was realize that I had to put some of those lofty academic plans on hold. I had to be a a real world marketer and a a real time businessman and um, spent my time jumping in with the executive team, my own team and our our core franchisees. And uh, you know what? We made some big changes right off the bat based upon what we saw that was going on. And again, that couldn't have happened without the immediate collaboration and trust that we built and and how my viewpoint is supporting my people and and my partners. And with that, we were able to move mountains, Alan. I mean, we, we, I could talk to you a little bit about some of the things that we did, but you've seen a little bit about what's going on in the fitness industry right when I joined. And um, we were poised and ready and I was able to pull the trigger and move some things so that we could be a part of that conversation. Yeah. Well, well, let's talk about, you're not even over, I think, with your first 100 days at this point. So you're, you're coming to the, your first 100 days, but this living by the fire hose, if you will, <laughs> literally. What were, maybe if you can speak to, maybe what were some of those things you did or, or the decisions you made while, you know, steaming full speed ahead that you feel are making an impact or responding to the industry at cha- this changing? Absolutely. I think that the great news was spending time listening to the team and the plans that were already in place. The great thing is we have done a lot of research to understand consumers' perceptions or more accurately, misperceptions of what fitness means and how to actually impact your own health and wellness journey. So listening to the customer first and foremost was the foundation that set the stage for everything I'm about to tell you. And once I understood just how deep the misperceptions were in the world, and I saw 
actions that our competitors were taking or that others in the fitness space were taking, it triggered me to say, we need to move some things around. Now, the good news was I inherited some great creative. We had multiple versions of the, that we're planning for the year. But when I saw the um, conversation, not because of our competitor, but within the health and wellness space of Peloton and the reaction that happened with that with mainstream Americans, I want Peloton to be successful. I want them to go after their target. We need that. But I'm working with the 80%. I'm working with the majority of the population of America, 255 million people who, have, who are not gym members. And 40% of my gym members actually have never belonged to a gym before in their life. And so their perception of the world and what the things that keep them, the intimidation from coming in, even amongst those who are doing good with their target, is going to be something I need to talk about. And because we have 14.1 million members and over 2,000 clubs, we've grown to be in a place to actually do that. And so what I brought to the table with the team was let's be courageous, let's be real, let's be authentic, and let's talk about how we rewrite the rules of fitness and help people set realistic, attainable goals for the year. Because there are two things that we knew, getting started as a challenge, and then what happens when you fall off. And that's why the concept of the judgment-free zone, the DNA of the brand that I talked so important to me and it's so powerful, why it makes a difference and why I believe in this business and why I'm here. We are the answer and with help and support. And because we're at a price point that 80% of Americans can afford, we can actually break down those barriers and break down that intimidation and support them in their journey. And so we pivoted on a dime in 36 hours, actually re-architected our go-to-market, we brought to life a spot showing a woman who was actually being intimidated in a club environment and showed that, you know what, this is something that we offer and the Planet Fitness experience is very different because we knew, for example, in that particular piece of work that 68% of Americans actually find leaderboards demotivating, not even intimidating, demotivating. So, you know, we had this magical moment where we're able to craft, push, pull, recut some of the work that we've done. And that actually was able to ladder into the story that we dropped on Bullfit about all the things that we had learned. And now we're not only delivering the experience in the club, but our marketing is actually delivering on our brand as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, let's talk let's talk about Bullfit because it's hilarious. At least the video, the video that I've seen online is hilarious. So it sounds like you guys did some, to your point, you, you mentioned this earlier, you listening to your customers. It sounds like it was based on some research that you had done. So I'm curious, can you tell us a little bit about that? And then we can talk about the campaign for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think the big thing for us is we want to have our hearts and minds as closely aligned with our members as possible. And the great thing about us is we have a very broad consumer target. And you come to our clubs, you, you start to see that we are a mass market brand. And when we did this research, we really just wanted to understand the perceptions that kept people from actually coming into a club and working out and starting their journey on health and wellness. And we saw a few key things. The biggest thing was the industry itself and our society are misleading people with unrealistic and unattainable fitness goals. In fact, in this survey, we found that the average person thinks that they have to work out five days a week for 95 minutes at a time just to see the benefits. Now, that's just what they think. Then you've got this new phenomenon, fairly new, the Fitspo culture, where people are posting out on social media and they're posting the best version of themselves with the best sunlight, da 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 You know, it's like, it's very carefully curated content. And that's also grinding and demotivating people because it just becomes an 
so unobtainable for what they're looking at. And we realize you got to change these perceptions. And when you talk about, again, 80% of the population not going to a gym, 50% are really just even intimidated about the thought of working out in a gym. They don't know where to start. I'm going to fail before I start. You hear these words. I don't want to live to work out. I've got other things. I've got kids. I've got a job. I've got, how do I do this? And God, it can seem expensive or I need all this gear and stuff, accoutrement to kind of go, go to market. So all of these things were bubbling. And I think that's why you saw some of the things pop in culture in December. And so we said, you know what? At the end of the day, you have to find that we're a very direct culture here and a very real culture. And again, this goes back to being authentic and being real. And we said, you know what? That's bull. And it was another word used. And so we came up with a clever term of, you know, let's call bullfit on the industry. And that's what led us to realizing the strategy. And it resonated with customers and members. And we wanted to really reframe and reinforce ourselves as a leader to be realistic and affordable as a solution for what customers are looking for. And getting back to your question about the kids, there's one group who can call BS on you better than anybody else. And as a parent, I'll tell you that. And, uh, and you may know that you hang around kids. They call it like they see it. And so this became the unlock for um, one of the most successful pieces of social content we've ever created. It was kids actually reacting to scrubbing Instagram, real Fitzbo sayings and philosophies. And uh, it's the kids say the darndest things, right? It's like, we just let the cameras roll. <laughs> it, it, was, it was fantastic. We didn't have to do much. And you know what? At the end of the day, that's how you and I feel on the inside too. So it really resonated and connected. Yeah. And kids do say the darndest things for sure. <laughs> Usually when you don't want them exactly, to. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Or spilling secrets. You're not sure you really want everyone to know right away. But yeah, no, I think it's a, the video I saw was great. And uh, it did remind me of an AT&T commercial that kind of tried to do a similar thing in the wireless industry as well. I don't know if that played into your thing. I mean, it, it was a FE award-winning campaign. It's got the right ingredients. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that once you mentioned it, I remembered it once you said that, but the AT&T example really didn't play in because we were really just trying to think of ways, again, with the brand leading the culture and the business here, how to just be real and how to be authentic and how to have fun with our marketing. The other thing about the Planet Fitness brand is all this stuff can also get pretty heady and pretty serious too. And at the end of the day, when you're talking about lives and you're talking about choices and you're talking about health and wellness, there's a very human and emotive part of this. I learned that very well from my time at Frito-Lay. I learned that very well from my, especially my time with the Walt Disney Company. How do you be human? And so that humanity and the ability to have fun and poke fun and have fun with ourselves and, and fun with our brand is something that not many marketers often get to do. And, and I'm so blessed to be here to do that and to have a team that has the confidence to do that without politics and global overlords and everything throwing their, their weights in. You know, it's, it's so nice to be the brand is leading us and I'm a steward of the brand, and therefore we're able to move. It sounds fantastic. And I mean, as I read more about Planet Fitness, I, I'm not a member today, but as I read more about it, I really like some of the things that you guys are doing. Well, one, the judgment-free zone is brilliant. But I was like I say, come join the judgment-free zone. I'll <laughs> hook you up. <laughs> I know. Um, and then I did really like, I, I know, I don't know how many locations it's in, but there's like a, a stationary, I guess, where you can get a quick workout, bucking that 90-minute mentality, right? Right. Because we believe every minute matters. In fact, all of our clubs, if we have 2,000 clubs and we we have uh, our 12-minute or eight-minute circuit, our 12-minute cardio circuit. And basically, it's just to make it as simple and easy as possible. Again, think about what do I do? Well, there are 
stations, the light turns green, you do as many reps as you can. The light turns red, you move to the next one. So that allows customers to come in and get a 12-minute ab circuit in or a 30-minute cardio circuit in, and off they run and they can get back to their day. And those minutes, we know from the recent studies and government guidelines, even small increments of exercise like that can have a very direct and meaningful impact over time. And that's what we want to really get people to get in and understand. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's creating that habit, frankly. And I don't know if this was in any way a part of, but putting kids in your in your, in your videos, a lot of times, I mean, you and I both have kids and you get, I don't know if this weighed on you at any point in time, but I got a little older. The kid was probably three years old, I would guess, you know, so we're sleeping now, you know, and we're not sleeping. Right. Right. <laughs> Thank God. Right. And, and now she's 12, but like at three, you know, I looked at myself and I was like, Hmm, I got a long way to go to get to walk her down the aisle one day. I need to get, I need to take a little bit better care of myself. And it's because of having kids that you, at least in my opinion, I wanted to go back and do that. So there's, there's definitely a long term. You know what? That story resonates so powerfully with me because that's exactly at my youngest as a, as a girl. And that was the same thing. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. A year ago this December, when I was telling you, you know, about my own health and wellness journey, where I woke up after Christmas and realized, like, I don't feel good. I hurt. I'm stressed out. I've got these headaches. And I literally had that thought. I want to be able to walk my daughter down the aisle and I want to be there for her and not as best I can have some horrible health incident. What am I doing? And from that moment on the day after Christmas until probably midway through January, it took me that long to get motivated to even take the first step to start. And I think that that's, you know, when you go back through it, this is kind of what's going on. And as a marketer, why I love this role and I'm so excited about it, it's not just the newness of the role. It's marketers, we're trying to change and create and drive consumer behavior. This is marketing on steroids because the reality is probably a bad word to use, by the way, in the fitness industry, but marketing has a purpose because we, we are actually trying to change be actual behavior, not just the join or the membership. My goal is, yes, I want that. That's the business side of it. 
But here in the building, we don't talk about the business side without the actual human impact side. I think there are very few companies that do that and say that. And, and that's part of the meeting from the top of our leadership and our board meetings all the way down to our local franchisees. And that for me as a marketer is a fascinating place at this point in my career to be leading a marketing organization because it goes beyond just the advertising and the day-to-day. We're talking about the impact and that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, it's fantastic opportunity. Well, let's talk a little bit more about marketing and um, maybe how Bullfit is coming to life. I, I don't know what marketing looks like at at Planet Fitness, you know, obviously I saw the videos, but how does it come to life, I guess? So we have a complete and total marketing mix approach um, at Planet. I mean, one of the big things that I'm working on is fully integrating our marketing so that we work as one because we have a franchise group. Um, our franchisees, of course, lead our 2000 clubs. A hundred of them are corporate owned, but the majority of them are owned by our franchisees. And um, businessmen and women who have their own marketing teams and are together with us are spending their local dollars. So there's just like in the automotive industry and like with many franchisee organizations, an ability to lead the national brand marketing, but also influence the local marketing and the co-ops and how we actually go to market, market by market, so that we're deeply ingrained in the community and we have an impact that's unique to what's happening in that market. Now, the great news is because we're so aligned, the brand layer of that and how the brand articulates itself is very consistent. And I love that. That's the Disney in me that I love that is like when you go in, you're going to get the same smile, the same script about how we are judgment-free zone and we're actually living those values out. And that culture is what kind of permeates and ties it all together. But when you go to market and you talk about it, we've got everything you would think from a traditional approach. We've got TV and and, and our spots like we talked about. We've got social. We have a tremendous group that uh, looks our community management and, and how to engage into the journeys for men and women having across the different pieces of fitness. We've got digital, we've got activation, but there are definite beats for us. And I think the one that I'm the most surprised in a positive way and proud of is I've done a lot of sponsorships and partnerships over my careers, a lot of very big ones, but I have never experienced anything like Times Square in New York City. Starting the year and kicking it off with Planet Fitness in Times Square, being there on the ground and just watching it on TV afterwards, it was unbelievable. One and a half million people, a sea of purple and yellow talking about judgment-free, talking about the hopes and dreams and fears of the new year. And organically, because we're a part of that, this is the time of year where people talk, Planet Fitness comes and rises up as a part of that. And I think, again, going back to the authenticity and how we did that and how we continue to do it, this, is our, this was our fifth year, but from anything from the confetti test and dropping people's dreams as part of that test to actually the stage performances, to the organic you know, and um, posts that we were getting and just the coverage of the activation of our hats and balloons. It's a moment of celebration and of optimism and of the world coming together. And again, the brand coming from the judgment-free zone, no intimidation, we're here to help and support you. That's the thing where we weren't just force-fitting ourselves into a big moment. There are lots of big moments out there. There are a lot of crowded big moments out there. It's so hard to break through, but if you're authentic and it makes sense, you can nail it. And I have to say that that was one that I have I was so proud of the work for the team and all of our partners, Times Square Alliance, ABC, like I can't even name them, but it just really came together. And, you know, think about it. These are people working their holidays. My team, the, the partner teams, they're, they're working on 
New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Nobody really got to have a celebration until we were done. But man, did it feel good once we did it. Yeah, I would imagine. Unbelievable. And especially if you're ha- lucky enough to be in the in the craziness that, that is Times Square. <laughs> I have never experienced anything like that. And I'm a Louisiana boy. As I mentioned, I've been to Mardi Gras many times. This was over the top. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's enough said. Enough said. But um, I feel bad even asking this question because you're still in the thick of the season. But what's coming next? What's 2020 look like as you catch your breath? Oh, I don't know if I'm ever, ever going to catch my breath at, at, at Planet. I think that part of the job is running. And I think that's part of the job as any marketer, right? You have to stay um, agile and curious. But what you'll see is we're doubling down. Like, you know, we've discussed how we're going to call bullfit on the industry. And, and, and that's not a one and done strategy. You'll see us continue to bring that to life and iterate. Some new work coming in February and gearing up for the summer, things I can't quite share just yet. But it'll be very consistent in the tone and the and the voice of um, you know we want to make sure people understand we can set realistic goals they can be attainable and we're gonna have I promise you one thing we're gonna have a lot of fun while we do this. <laughs> I can I can only imagine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting started, my friend. I Look know. out! <laughs> it sounds like an amazing place to work. Absolutely. I have to hit on this because you're Louisiana boy, LSU. You were in you sponsored New York, New York City uh, New Year's Eve celebration. This has been your year. Yes, it has, hasn't it? It has been an unbelievable year. And you join a, a company where you get to wear your school's colors every day. Absolutely. I mean, you just see my office. <laughs> <laughs> it is purple and yellow. They asked me in the interview process, they're like, did you go out and buy that purple pocket square? I'm like, actually, I have a lot of purple and yellow. It's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> but thank you. It has been a phenomenal year. Yes. And I couldn't be more, as you can just tell from my voice, um, couldn't be happier. I mean, what a phenomenal opportunity with a great brand, with great people. I mean, there's a lot of principles that I talk to often about to young marketers, things I've learned along the way. And, you know, life is too short and too long not to be happy and not to do something that you love. I love marketing. I love people. I love understanding customers and what makes them tick. I love franchisees and dealers. Like I love that part of my job from Nissan and the ability to work with this franchisee group that are hungry and they want to do things and, and they have the courage to do it. And I'm empowered to do my job and just get out there and nail it. That has just been so amazing. And like I said, it was that was on the short term. Like the things that we're planning and working on right now are going to take it to a whole new level. That's awesome. Well, I have a, a few more questions for you. I do want to switch gears a bit and talk about yourself. There's always this question I like asking uh, folks that come on the show, which is, is there a experience in your past that defines or makes up who you are today? Yeah, I think there is a, probably many experiences that define me, but they all center around one word, and that's grit. I think that when you look at my life and where I come from, I did have a loving family, but you know, I come from deep South Louisiana, and, and it was wasn't perfect. And I had my grandmother who is 89 years old and I'm still close to to this day. And she was such a phenomenal influence on my life. And um, so I get choked up a little bit. But, um, you know, what was interesting is, you know, she was the one who always would give me the confidence even when things were hard, to look at the bigger picture and to understand that there's a purpose and a plan and that it might not work out I always expect it, but it will always be 100% incredible at the end. And I think having that grounding and love and support from her and the ability to overcome 
the first one in my family to move away to go to college. Out of the first one to say, I'm going to be an art major. I think from my little town in Louisiana that that I was going to not only do that, but do a dual major and then move to Dallas or go to business school or, or try a different industry and move my family with the little little kiddos to California, go into automotive where everybody's like, people don't last. So you're, you're, gonna, you're only going to last six months in here. I think that the things that have defined me is being surrounded by people who believe in me and love me, whether that's my wife or my grandmother, and just having that grit and determination to say, you know what, there's a reason I'm doing this and fighting for what I believe in. And that was some of the best advice I've ever gotten was, you know, always fight for what you believe in and do that as a gentleman and with respect. And I think that that has been the thing that real, those kind of life lessons and those people have given me the confidence and the courage to do what I do. I love it. What advice would you give your younger self if you're starting all over? <laughs> oh my goodness, my younger self. I think that my younger self, the, the thing that I would tell me is I would have been, would say, be even more curious about people that are different than you. Because as I've gotten older and in my career, I've found that I've learned so much from my mentors and my friends that are in businesses and categories and have different life experiences or upbringings that I never had and that have tremendously influenced me. My friend Kevin Perkins, who was a fireman and now is, a, is an attorney at his own firm. In some ways, you would say these two should never be friends. You know, he was the jock and I was the runt art kid. And we've been friends for over 20 years and have maintained that friendship. My One of my best bosses from Frito-Lay is now the Global Chief Marketing Officer, Rudy Wilson at SC Johnson. My toughest boss I've ever had, but also my dearest friend, um, along with Kevin. I mean, he always, the two of them can tell me the truth. Completely different background than me. Again, you would look at us and be like this skinny little kid, you know, and, the, and this big, you know, kind of intimidating man. And, and, you know, and Rudy's sharp and smart and he's got a deep voice. But yet we could debate and, and argue and he could push me and he can and we can have these amazing conversations. And that's, I think, the unlock of, of so many pieces of my career. I mean, you look at he and I were together on Doritos with a phenomenal team of other people that helped us do some of those things and have courage. I wish I would have had friends like that and, and mentors like that earlier in my life and my career. And now I have a saying that I use in my team and, and as the Plant Fitness team are getting to know me is good ideas come from anywhere and everywhere. And that has never, ever, ever let me down. It was one of the biggest things I did at Nissan is what I brought to the table at Disney is definitely what we had at Frito-Lay. And now I'm bringing that to bear here at Planet Fitness. And that's why I say get ready for the rest of the year, because we just have unbelievable marketing tied to a tight strategy. And, and, I, and it's coming from the most surprising in places. Love it. Well, um, two last kind of marketing-ish questions for you. Marketers tend to be kind of students of what they see and how they interact with the world. At least that's what I've come to find. So curious if there's any brands or companies or causes that you follow or you think other people should take notice of. Yeah, I think that there's a, there are so many great examples out in the world right now. And I'll tell you, top of mind today as we're recording is uh, we're getting ready to gear up for Super Bowl season. So um, there's a lot of chatter and things happening in the world of marketing right now before the Super Bowl. And why I say it's interesting for us to watch a particular brand I'll mention is because that's a very crowded and very expensive space. 
and you got to know what you're doing when you go into the Super Bowl. But I've always held the opinion that the Super Bowl's won or lost before the Super Bowl. That was true when we did Doritos Crush the Super Bowl. That was true when I did the With Dad campaign at Nissan when I first started there. And I'm watching one particular brand just today, Planners, with Mr. Peanut setting the stage for what I think is going to be something pretty spectacular for the Super Bowl. And as a marketer and as a student of marketing, I love to see these big moments where we flex and which brands come in and out and which ones are unexpected. But I think the smart ones are the ones that are actually playing the long game. They know it's not just a stunt in a moment, but there's something bigger. So I answered your question more for the marketing moment of where we're at in the in the world right now. But that's what I'm watching right now. I think the if I were to give you a specific brand, one that I always keep up with, not just because I work there, but because they've always been such a big part of me as a marketer, and even my training as a marketer is the Walt Disney Company, because they're a tremendous brand to watch from a leadership perspective. When you've got a leader like Bob Iger and Bob Chapik, who I worked for um, at Disney Consumer Products, visionary men who are setting the stage and changing the game. But they also have this ability to build upon a legacy and make it relevant for a future generation. So carry the past, but build to the future. And that was one of my um, cornerstones of what I was charged with doing when I was there. And it's so relevant for even the brand I'm at today because I'm inheriting a tremendous legacy at Planet Fitness. And I'm trying to make sure I preserve the challenger brand mindset, the scrappiness, the heritage, the legacy, why we do sort of pizza at our club sometimes. Well, there's a heritage and a nostalgia and a legacy there, but I got to evolve the brand to a whole new generation as we go from 2,000 clubs to 4,000 clubs. And that's something that requires expertise in the marketing and empathy and care. And that to me is the most exciting part of really understanding this function. So I look to them, I look to what's happening in culture and and how different brands spike. And that's how I draw my inspiration for where we're going within this function at Planet Fitness. Love it. Last question for you. As a marketer, what do you feel is the biggest either opportunity or threat that's facing marketers? ahead? That's a good question. I think there's a lot of press and a lot of quite frankly, um, discussion that must be had about what is the role of marketing in the future. And within that conversation, we talk a lot about data. We talk a lot about the customer journey. We talk a lot about the role of the CMO versus the COO versus the CCO, fill in the Cs. But I think what's happening right now is that we as marketers need to take our functions seriously. We need to be students of marketing and we need to understand marketing's role and value, not only in an organization, but also for customers and consumers and what it helps them do on their decision journey. And we also need to understand two things. We have to deliver business results. We have a customer that we need to serve too. And we're the only business function in my mind that's actually a, a function of culture. So why that makes it a risk for us is every business leader is in culture. Every CFO I work with, every CEO I work with, every board member I work with. And so we have to understand everybody's going to have an opinion on marketing. And that makes our job really challenging. So if we don't aren't serious about being a student, and what I mean about that is being on top of it, being curious, learning, and continual learning, and also really being courageous on the things that we need to abandon and move forward, we're going to get stuck and get pinched. And so the last thing I would say within that risk, as I see it play out, is the pendulum swings to whatever the hot topic of the industry is. It's going to be data now. It's going to be, you know, precision marketing at scale. It's going to be whatever. And then it's going to flip back to art. And the reality, the honesty is it's both. 
It's art and science. And I think that that's the thing that I love most about it and why I am the marketer. Just think, again, going back to all the way to my career, I'm an artist. Yes, I can tell you the type. I can pick out the Pantone color and I can kern the letters still. It drives my creative team crazy. But I'm also the, the guy who's the, an, the analytical and, and loves to drive in the data and the motivations and the drivers. So being that Jekyll and Hyde and showing the value of playing that Renaissance man or woman role in a, in a company and truly representing the customer, that I think is the role that the modern marketer needs to take and be courageous as we do it. I think you're 100% on the mark as I've talked to, gosh, now over 190 folks like yourself. We're all feeling the pinch. <laughs> yeah. And even some of the you know the leading academics, I think there's a shift even going in terms of what what we know and what we observe to be true about marketing, you know, and people like the Byron Sharps of the world and how brands grow to doing really scientific work, frankly, or a good friend of mine, J.B. Steenkamp at UNC, a Southern school, <laughs> is doing similar work. And people that are out there, I think, you know, for better or for worse, calling marketers to task, like uh, a great friend of mine is Mark Ritson, uh, this crazy Australian, well, he lives in Australia, he's actually English, but not pulling punches when he's evaluating what's going on in the marketplace. So I agree. I agree. I think we need both. We need to be truthful to ourselves and, and like you said, be students of the craft. That's right. And don't be afraid to call it. I mean, part of it is the best laid plans, right? So you just, there's a point in time not to call it just to give up, but we should all really reserve the right to get smarter and make better decisions. And the world shifts fast and we have to shift with it. So uh, that's the thing that you, you've got to be comfortable being uncomfortable and get out there and, and put yourself out there. Call Bullfit every once in a while. <laughs> Call Bullfit. Yes, absolutely. Well, uh, <laughs> Love it. Well, JT, it was great to have you on. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Alan. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. Hi, it's Alan again. Marketing Today was created and produced by me. If you're new to Marketing Today, please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about the show. I love to hear from listeners, and you can contact me at marketingtodaypodcast.com. There you'll also find complete show notes with links to anything we talk about on any episode. You can also search our archives. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Marketing Today.